Okay. So, welcome to the podcast that will be called Dansby Family Wellness Podcast. Beautiful. So, Liesl here is my first client as a health coach. I've coached more people before with a personal trainer, but she was my very first health coaching client. Um, she started right at my six-month certification mark, and we went every bit of a year there, and yeah. she had great results, and mm -hmm. she has continued to update me with her progress, which has been phenomenal. Excellent. When I yep. first met her, it was, it was way different, but um, I'm excited and we got to get used to this skype lag because it's different but i see everybody dealing with that so it's all good um so i want to really start by saying like i met you and you were you had lyme disease pretty you were like battling it almost beat it but we, we were right in the end of your like sickness and i'm i see that you're over it now you look great i mean warm vibrant beautiful so last i heard you were in remission from it and you've lost over 100 pounds right <laughs> something like that give or, take, give or take i don't step on the scale as much as i used to well that's good because i mean it's not all about the number on the scale right so um but i saw you progress through that and i saw a change in your your, your glow throughout our, our time together and I was really impressed by you as a parent with six children and you are yeah that, that really encouraged me and strengthened me and you you did some parenting for me that was really amazing because I was in the process of knowing I'm going to have another child and we were doing a home birth and nobody knows that and it's one of those things that I, I'm confident about it, but my wife don't want to hear people's mouth about it. And, you know, that's, you know what that's like. But when you said, all I need is my body and time, I can have a baby, that really encouraged me a lot. <laughs> I'm glad. So what I want to really, that I had to share that, that was important to me. But what I really want to ask you is about your childhood health whenever you were, you know, a, a daughter and the the reason i've started with you is because i'm a father you're a mother it gives a balanced perspective of family wellness which i'm going to talk about my wife a little bit you're going to talk about your husband and the effects that that comes into play but tell me about your childhood health and wellness and, and then how it progressed into parenthood and how it is now as a parent with children and their health and just part of building an immune system and building a healthy child. Interesting. I love this. I love this. Sure. I'll talk about that. Well, now I love it. It's going to make me think for a minute. You know, I was, I was raised uh, in my younger years was in the eighties. So calories were a big deal. Fat-free things were a big deal. Diets were a big deal. I didn't know one mom who wasn't on a diet. Everybody I knew, if you were a good mom, you, the whole house was on a diet. And so there was a very twisted, perverse way of approaching food. And the reason I bring up food is because um, as I look back at an adult, as I'm, a, as I'm an adult raising children, I see now how strongly I feel about emotions linking to food 
um, how I want my children to be free from this, how I want my children to be able to just have an emotion, honor it, eat the food they need to eat and honor that and not need to make them intertwined in a, in an unhealthy way. So if there was fear or unhappiness or unworthiness or shame, then the, the diet was very easy to play right into that. Somehow they worked together. <laughs> uh, we, even without anyone yeah. waiting for it to work together. And, and all it took was an eight-year-old needing to lose five pounds before she was put on a diet too. <laughs> so, um, wow. so diets were a big part of, of uh, care in my uh, bullying care in, in my lifestyle when I was a kid. So self-care was just more like a, like a, like a, like a bullying. <laughs> and, um, so when a health problem arose, that could have very easily been fixed with an emotional intelligence or an acceptance in the moment. Um, those opportunities weren't taken. Instead, you just cut some calories, lose more weight, um, take, a, take a pill, take a medicine. And then, flat, and then towards the end of my younger years, it was just like, well, Liesl's a little bit sickly. She gets headaches. She has allergies. She can't move. She can't run. We don't know what's wrong with her. She's an indoor girl, et cetera, et cetera. Labels, labels, labels. And in the end, labels, yeah. Mm-hmm. And in the end, was it any of those things? Or was it just an undernourished, um, in, you know, emotionally intelligent person who had no space held for her to express herself intelligently and emotionally? Yeah. That, you know, that's what it comes down to. Uh, did I know that? Maybe not. Did I understand it once I became a mom and I realized how sacred a space is for my children to have, for them to be, for me to hold a space for them to be emotionally intelligent of their own accord? Yeah. Like this is, this is where I'm able to kind of do a lot of healing, some reparenting myself, holding yeah. my own self and then allow, you know, and then allowing them that. So that's good. Less emotional eating nowadays. Thanks be to God. So, yeah, and that's, that's amazing that you reparented yourself, and you know I've had to do that because I understand how it's kind of hard to struggle with with children, and and also as a a child that we all weren't per- parented perfectly. Yeah. But now that you know we learn on the flip side, and it's like when you teach something to somebody, then they learn. You learn it better than you know they do. Sure. That, that's really amazing. Well, and I you definitely did some parenting into my life. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's well. I'm grateful. I'm grateful that everything is working out so well. And here's the thing: Are we just going to continue to need to be parenting ourselves forever? Maybe. And are my children? Yeah. Gonna, are my children going to need to recover from some things that they picked up from me when I am raising them? That's possible. And so. With, with an honoring that I have, you know, being able to know that I'm big, putting into a habit for them to honor their, their ups, their downs, their intelligence, their guts, or their instincts, still, I'm, I'm confident they can get through it better and they can say, okay, that's how my mom did. And I think this is going to work for me right now. This is going to work for my wife and I, wife and me. This is going to yeah. work for my husband and me. Whatever. They'll be able to say, hey, listen, this is, I, I want to try something new because I'm growing. I'm different. Uh, my kid is different, yeah. you know. That's the good news there. I think is that there's a there's a system of healing. It doesn't have to be that Liesl is the most healing mom ever. It can be Liesl just 
speaks life over her children, and then the abundance can carry itself throughout the generations. Yep. That's good. Am I lagging on you? Because it, it's lagging on my end, and I want to make sure it's a good video for you. Well, it's a little laggy, but I can't tell. I'm just doing the, I'm just doing answers as fast as I can, but I wonder if it's um not working for you. Hang on. No, it works for me. I just feel like I'm robotic. <laughs> just want to make sure. I hate to interrupt, but I don't want you to hate it because that's important. Did you cut me off? Nope. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. What and I did was... I should be able to... Go ahead. Yeah, I, I switched off of Wi-Fi so that I could get a cleaner... Hopefully, a cleaner connection. Is it okay. working? Do you is feel that like okay? It's... Yeah. Yeah, it is. Is that like... going to mess your data plan? Or... No. No. I have okay. no idea. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it's a lot cleaner. Okay, there we go. This happens sometimes where um, if I'm sharing Wi-Fi with like a bunch of other munchkins, that's all right. I got you. I'm the same situation. I had to text my wife and say, cut off the TV. Oh, they're watching Sean the Sheep, so that's gonna happen. Oh. And, uh, and we're we're gonna we're not we're gonna be not on Wi-Fi. No problem. I wish I'd turned it off earlier. So, do you feel like we can that's speak okay. quicker? Do you feel like there's less of a lag now? I do. I feel like it's quicker to me. That's good. That's fantastic news. So you just let me know. Should we redo what we did before, or is it good enough? I think we're going to roll with it. And if not, we just uh, show people how to, you know, solve problems and be a parent and, you know, yeah, keep the kids happy with some TV sometimes because we were parented with TV. Go watch the TV and leave me alone. <laughs> no, nah, I'm oh, not I'm saying that we so parent sure. like that, but I, I wish my parents it, it helps. Like your kids, your parents are so cool. You can watch cartoons. I get it. Yeah, I, I had to go play in the road <laughs> as a joke, but <laughs> don't hit, go, don't get hit by cars. Some of my some of my friends were um, locked out of their house so that their mom could just sort of like drink tab and smoke cigarettes and just relax for a yeah. Minute. I'll call you in for dinner. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you though. I I feel it, you know. And you just have a little faith and let God take the wheel there for a minute. <laughs> I mean, there are moments where we got two hands and there's too many of them, and you just say, God, uh, hey. Can you help me out here? Because I'm in a bind. I've been saying that since uh, since I was uh, holding my first child, five months old. I think he was breastfeeding, and I was throwing up in a sink, pregnant with the other, with the second one. And I was like, "Okay, God, here's what's gonna happen. I'm gonna do my thing, and you're gonna do yours. And I need all the angels right this fucking second. Sorry, I'm just like, <laughs> do it now. Yeah. I, I never stopped. Yes. I never stopped. Like you know, because jungle gyms and car seats and shopping carts i mean i've had kids that like wanted to like wiggle out of the little like the restraints in your shopping cart they can wiggle they're really i mean yeah they can get out of anything and i just keep like you know all my hands are on them all the time and i said at the end of the day lord you know please just fill in those gaps and he was always he always honored me for sure you know yeah yeah which so. i think that's part of you know being a parent and showing like you know we have so much of a responsibility 
but God will keep reminding you, like, hey, I still got the kid more than you do. I, you can't I, do more than me. I'm, and it, still, I'm still God's child. He's still looking after me. Yeah. I'm, He's like, well, I'm not mm-hmm. going to see your own angel. You need one, too. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Yeah. My daughter stood up in the, the cart the other day at oh, 10 months old in the grocery store, and I'm like, oh, God, oh, God, please don't, don't. But it that was it, just God, because I couldn't get to yep. her in time. Yeah, I can't believe she's 10 months already. That's amazing. Yeah, actually 11 now. No. How is that happening? Yeah, we're planning a birthday party, and she's been, like, she stood up at right at the end of six months. She took her first couple steps at seven months, and then it's been just eight months. She's been confidently walking. She's running now, and I'm like, you're too small. You're killing me. Oh, my god. But it's a great blessing. There's no stopping her now. Word. No. Whew. But it's dad, 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 but no mama. It's like, mm, nah, I'm going to mess with mama. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. That, oh, that's the that's best so part funny. of it. Though. Yep, yep, yep. So that's we'll get back into your the, the content of the what we're talking about. I really want your insight. I had to interview you because, um, you know, knowing that – People die from Lyme disease every day. I know I've told you that for a, a long time, but people yeah. really need the gravity of that. And yeah. it's really important to see somebody, a woman, especially a woman, because to me, the woman is the, the health of the family. Her health is everybody's health. You know, if she's eating good, dad's eating good. If she's eating bad, dad's going to eat what she eats and the kids going to follow suit. And that, not saying that you or I eat bad, but that's just what happens sometimes. It's just the way life is. And we want to make mama happy and mama wants to make us happy. But really, I had to bring you in on this podcast and really get your insight and get the wealth of knowledge and experience that you have with six children. And, you know, I really want to know how your husband affects the dynamic with health and by his example. And because I know last time we talked, He'd lost a good bit of weight, and he was eating better, moving more. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so okay, let's begin with my husband because he's my favorite, and everything begins with him. In my life and in my heart, everything begins with him. So, it's true. So, he decided, um, he, he, he found out that just from stress, it looks like he had a little bit of a high sugar. It concerned him greatly. And, uh, yeah. he didn't feel, didn't, yeah, he didn't feel that any extra stress was warranted. So he went on the medicine and he didn't like it and he wanted to get off. And it took, it took some years. He's now, he's now off of it. He doesn't need it anymore. It took maybe four years of him, um, kept dwindling down and, and, and doing, just letting his body heal all he needed to. He's such an example. But here's the thing. Is it practically an example that he gives? Yes. But I'll tell you something, Tommy. Um, so we know that the woman, the womb, carries just the, the, the basket of all of the life. We understand that. Yeah. But, but honestly, I'm just being honest with you guys. Like, being honest with you, I said you guys. But the, the, the person who carries the woman is, is her husband. End of story. So, so really, my health, my health really does come from him. I mean, when I, when I experience all of the unconditional beyond belief love 
the unconditional love from him. There was uh, a shift. There was a shift with me. I had quite, quite a bit of worth issues. When I found out I was sick a couple of years ago or three years ago, it was kind of a relief because I thought I was just stupid, lazy, fat, sugar addicted. Like, I mean, all the names. I was like, why am I even hired? I should quit. Why am I being hired to do this? I'm not qualified to be a mom. I'm not qualified for any of this. My resume sucks. I'm not good at this. And so I found that I wasn't doing, I wasn't well health wise, but it, 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 I wish that I could tell you that it repaired the, uh, the worthiness issues that I had. It did not. My husband, you know, seeing me at my lowest and loving me all the more, this really, this really, he really loved this new part of me into an existence. So I'm very, I'm very grateful. I'm very, very grateful for that. He could have said anything. He could have said, well, just take some medicine. You'll be fine. Or I believe in you. Just go to the gym. You'll feel better. Take an antidepressant. None of that. He didn't say any of that. He just said, I love you. You're doing a good job. That's all. Like that's, you're doing fine and you're enough. And so I can't stress enough that when it comes to health, I, I, I almost have reservations, Tommy, speaking about the things that I did, because the step zero is always the mindset and, and the soil of the heart, you know, how does the, the soil need to be amended so that health can actually grow so that a change that's positive can actually grow. Um, yes, I was able to change frequencies. Yes. I was able to uh, figure out what, what, what eating plan works best for me. Yes. I took, you know, I, I found out which essential oils can kind of knock out that lime. but I remember you telling me one of the first things you ever told me before we were really ever acquainted you said love is actually food. People can live. People can live on that. You can live on that energy for your whole life. And I was like, I like that. Like you're just saying that, like, like it's like an idea of that. That's not like I really was like, okay, that's cool, but that's not real. And you were like, but it is real. And I was like, yeah, it's real in the sense that it's like not real. And you were like, but it is real. <laughs> Yeah, I'm with you. I totally have lived on love. That's it. And I, I do understand that now. So I was able, so receiving this love from my husband, which maybe many other people understand how to do. But honestly, love is not supposed to be understood today and then that's all we get. We're all supposed to be challenged in it through our whole lives anyway. So I was all right to take that next step. I was all right to be like, I'm at my lowest. I can't keep things clean. I fall asleep homeschooling my children. I don't remember things. I have rescheduled our, our, our dental appointments so many years now because I keep forgetting to go, but they won't let me back. I mean, it was just, it was a real humiliating time because I was um, sad, ugly, disorganized, sloppy, flies in the sink, kind of humble, humble, sick, weird time. And, um, and so when the love came and started, I started to gain nourishment from that, so many other beautiful dominoes were hit one by one, eat slowly, softly, quickly, whatever the pace was needed one by one. And, um, I, I didn't need as much sleep and maybe I didn't crave sugar that day, or, uh, maybe I didn't have Lyme rage like usual or a Lyme headache like I would, or my liver stopped hurting. My kidneys stopped hurting. Um, yeah. Yeah. This, all these little things. I mean, there's a million symptoms. So, yeah. Do I set the pace for the whole house? Absolutely. My children feel it when I am exuberant. They are exuberant. And when I am living in exuberant, yeah. home, they, they step into it. They're all right. They're, the invitation is there. 
the invitation is there for them to step into it. But how does mom get it? That's why I wanted to mention my husband. It's just because his example was good, but had it not been for his love then, or his unconditional acceptance, I might be like, well, now I'm just more ashamed because I'm round and you're straight and I want to be straight. And then I'm just going to bully myself. Like I remember doing when I was a kid, just bully myself to be straighter. And, uh, you know, my body was just trying to protect itself to stay alive one more day. It wasn't going to have it. It wasn't going to play that game anymore. It was going to do whatever yeah. it felt like doing in order to, um, to stay, stay alive, stay safe. I got, got you. That makes sense. Yeah, but I, I really, I, what I noticed and I learned from you from going through all that and watching you is, like, that is good that you corrected me just for the example, but also, you know, where you got your nourishment from when food was your enemy in a way, and that's really hard. Like, that's amazing that you tapped into that, and it, it's a connection. It's a spiritual nourishment that we get, and. That seems kind of like you first reacted, woo-woo, but, man, I, no. once you do it and you feel that connection, you open up in a different way. Absolutely. That is so true. And it didn't feel – I'm so glad that you said it. I was just hoping that it was something more concrete. I, hoping you, I was hoping you were going to say something like, don't worry about yourself. Lethal doesn't matter. Cut out gluten. That's all that's necessary. That's what Miley Cyrus did. Yeah. Like, great, let's do that. You're like, you don't order off a menu like that. Liesl needs time. Liesl needs what she needs. And how often would I say, Liesl doesn't get what she needs. There's no time for any of that. (laughs) Liesl needs to produce results. (laughs) So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm totally with you. I I know you're very logical, left-brained, and we talked (laughs) about that a lot. And many times we need to balance our brain out with the other side, like, I I struggled with that in the beginning because when I was real sick with IBS and mold toxicity, that I wanted to know like why is it give me the data give me the data and no medical doctor would he's like oh, I don't I don't know it's right. I can give you this diflucan and you'll be fine you know looks like you need to take diflucan you look like you got a little fungal thing but they don't know what's going on so right yeah. what are your what are your thoughts on someone entertaining the left brain for instance or one side of the brain over the other to help them sustain a trauma of some kind let's say that my adrenaline burnout mode is to be more logical and sort of deaden the other side maybe the other side leads to pain maybe the other side leads to patience and I didn't want to take the time to get through it all what are your thoughts on that is that a thing so you're asking let me just yeah, let me let me break down the question so I understand it because okay. sometimes I'm just flexing. So I'll, you're asking me like, what is the the way to activate the other part of the brain, the the brain, whenever you're in a crisis, so um, that I, you can heal from it? Or I'm saying true or false, because you just you know you I remember you making this observation with me. You're a very left brain person, and honestly, that's not something that I'd ever been told before, and it made me wonder. To myself, Liesl, true or false, you are a left-brained person because you're in crisis mode and you're not interested in entertaining your right side. So as you heal, the invitation to be more balanced will come around. You'll you'll have a chance to step into more of your right brain. Um, and and, and you, you saying to your doctor, I want answers, I want answers, it just makes me wonder if it was more like coming from a place of panic 
or trauma or, yes. uh, you know, illness in the head saying, you know, stress, just the stress response of it. Like, give me the answers. I have no time for the um, emotion of it or the ups and downs or the patience of it, you know. So my best answer to you is yes, you are more left brain logical whenever you are in a parasympathetic, I'm sorry, in a sympathetic state and you're trying to get into parasympathetic state, meaning, and you're, you know, your, your body is screaming at you like, I want to survive. It's very hard to calm yourself down, relax enough to get into the more right brain parts of that, you know, yeah. healing, but processing trauma or dealing with trauma because your your body won't allow you to relax enough to integrate your brain fully. It's on high alert and it's going, how do I fix this? I got to fix this now. And whenever you got someone asking you to tap into something that, I mean, you'd been sick with Lyme from my understanding for quite some time before yes. I started talking to you and got to know you. So you've been in that adrenal fatigue, you've been in that, and they say that it's it's a myth, but it's just that you're run down, wore out, and your body is just produced at max capacity for a long time to survive, yes. and you did survive well, and now when I talk to you, when I talked to you about a month ago, and I mean, you can just tell your, your emotions are clean, and I say clean, meaning that they're not all over the place, and you're not frustrated, you can see it on your face that you're much calmer, but you're more happy. You have a, a different glow about you, and that has obviously been progressive. So, I mean, Lyme disease don't happen like overnight instant explosion. When it does, it usually destroys you or kills you. And, I mean, that has happened, and even the progression of it, but it takes time. It, it, for that, that's a really, really great way of looking at it. And thank you for saying that. That's very kind. Um, I, I, I'm enjoying the process now, which is something that was uh, detestable to me. I don't, I remember, yeah. uh, you know, um, if it, you need to transplant me to the end, please. Because what is that phrase from Talladega Nights? If you're not first, you're last. That's how I felt. Yeah. Um, like if I, if I'm at step two, I'm basically nowhere. And you were like, no, yeah. you're at step two. And I'm like, out of a million, please, I'd rather be dead. <laughs> like, <laughs> which is, of course, unrealistic. Yeah. Realistic. I understand. So realistic. So, um, yes, 18. 18 is when I suddenly started having weird symptoms. They thought it was cancer or hepatitis. It was quite strange. And... Then, you know, it, it, it was discovered, oh, okay, it's, uh, it's Epstein-Barr. But Lyme and Epstein-Barr, they hold hands. They did not test me for Lyme. And I had all yeah. of those markers. And um, it's been, it's, it's settled in real nicely. And it's been in my, in my system for a long, long time. Um, and uh, so, it's okay. It feels, it does feel fantastic to live without like a, bl I felt like there was a dark blanket over, my head. I remember saying, I, I would really like to be acquainted with Liesl. Where did she go? I don't, I can't like, there's a very little authenticity that's felt when you're ill. I, you know, I wish that would be yeah. spoken of more women. I imagine. Me, when me too. Suffer, yeah. When they suffer in the house, let's say or in their family, in their domestic church, when they suffer, what they're really saying is possibly not 
I'm not enough. I'm too fat. My worth is weird. Um, I don't want one, one lady said, I don't even want my husband touch me because I don't like how squishy I feel things of this nature those are might be all these symptoms but I wonder if what she's really saying is I don't feel like myself and I want to know where she went that's a problem to me it deeply yeah. disturbs me that there's a and, and and did I understand that there was an illness present listen my gut told me that but nothing else in my life told me that so sometimes it was just wishful thinking wouldn't it be nice if there was something yeah. wrong with me to fix it and I was better so it does feel really good to have a reacquaintance now. It feels fantastic. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm I'm blown away by, you know, people, the Lyme disease and the Lyme community is just, it's amazing because they've, they're tough and durable people that have just gutted it out through some terrible testing or lack of testing and the symptoms are such a way different. You got doctors telling you, Oh, you don't have Lyme or you, you're just make it's all in your head. And, and that drives me nuts because you, you try to live life and you know, I never had Lyme disease, but I did have a, a fungal mold issue that yes. greatly affected my gut. And I know what you're talking about living with that blanket. Cause I mean, you're just, you wake up and you're like, I can do it, and you just have to, yeah, and you just have to grit it out, and you have one good day a year, and you're like, oh, what, what is this? Yeah, you should just savor it, and you don't feel like you can live your life because you're just you're dragging all all this weight, and then when you have someone that identify, okay, this is exactly what's wrong with you, because IBS or Epstein uh, or Epstein bar is pretty clear, but. Epstein Barr, the just the symptoms of it alone don't make up the full picture. And then they're like, Well, I don't know what else is wrong. All the rest of it is yeah. Listen, so listen, that's true because that you know what? Um Epstein Barr and Lyme and a lot of other ones actually, along with mold toxicity, they will they require things of your body. They take, like, for instance, minerals, they take the vitamin Bs, they take the things and then leave you yeah. leave you starving. And so when that happens, now there's holes in your in your health. And when there's holes in your health, parasites are invited in to help create that balance again. And when parasites are, you know, are, are brought in, then you know, there's a there's sometimes there's a there's other there's other complications. Let's just put it that way. It just becomes a real chasing yeah. tail mm -hmm. Sure, sure. And, it, so, and the mold, all fungus and candida are preparing you for death because it's decomposing. That's what it's for. So you have to fight you know, it's thinking you're dying and it's eating you in a way. But anyways, that, wow, that's some no, intense that's stuff. So, but so you know, when it comes to, yeah. to health in the house, when it comes to health in the house, I I have to say I, I remember people saying this, and I'm sure you've heard it too. You have nothing if you don't have your health. I really up. I I really am learning new new ways to to understand that and receive that every year, every day. I understand that better and better, and the health of my children is so paramount here and here and, and in the gut, in the body, in the, the full experience of it. Yeah. So very, very grateful to just keep learning. That's awesome. So how is it with uh, building a business? I know you have a elderberry business. Yeah. You have essential oils. How is that factored in, um, say, three years ago, two years ago? versus now in your health and how you feel and how it's affected you 
talk a little bit about that because that's a big factor because let's let's preface that with six children homeschooling um how old is your, your youngest daughter four 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 yeah and your your eldest son is 13 11. or 11. 11 okay sorry no 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 that's fine yeah Don't so yeah that uh <laughs> it's okay don't quote me either but yeah that so just tell me through because personally in the most um grateful and complimented way is i couldn't man i can't hardly manage two children six is just like my mind is blown so i mean you're i've even told my wife i want two more children but i don't see how it just i can't handle what i got you're so funny. so, so interesting okay that's an interesting okay I'm really glad you brought that up, Tommy, because, um, okay, three years ago, no way, Jose, it, okay, so illness does something, I, I knew it at the time, but I did not qualify myself as someone who did this, I thought I still gave a lot, now I know what giving is, and hopefully next year, I understand that I can give double, triple, a hundred times more, but illness creates somebody who honestly can't give like we think they're being generous and they are they smile they're brave maybe they cook they put on you know a brave face or they minister to others in their illness that is true i was painted a picture of what a mother could give based on my ill experience because i i knew how hard it was for me to do anything and i was giving everything that's one thing if you have one Mm -hmm. child you give if you have nine children, you give everything. That's it. So it's a, there's nothing less yeah. about parenting one than there is in parenting nine. You just learn a different technique. When I became a well, little by little by little, I, I stood in wellness. I, I remember yeah. waking up one day and saying, God, put me to work. What do you have for me today? I'd never asked God that before at all. I felt as though uh, it was considered the white martyrdom of today, which it still, I, I, it probably is where you are, you die to your own self in order to love, you know, someone else. That's all right. You die to your own wishes. I, I wish I could take a whole day off, but we're just going to take a deep breath, splash some water on our face and go minister our, to our family. We understand this. I remember yeah. thinking though, all those years, the pound of flesh has been taken out of my body before I even wake up in the morning. You know, someone has already taken from me. The illness is already taken from me. My duties, my obligations, I'm already behind. So I just was faithful. As Mother Teresa would say, uh, God is not, not asking me to be successful. He's asking me to be faithful. So I just said, fine, I'm going to be faithful. Wow. And then, lo and behold, I did ask for the first time, even though, like I said, I thought I had a generous heart all of this time. I, I would, you know, I spoke with God. I had such a, you know, I was filled with such supplication. Um, I stuck very close to him. He got me through my days. And yet I said, well, what do you need now? I have, I have all the energy. I can, I can't, I don't even know what I'm going to do with all this health. I feel amazing. I'm smiling so hard when I bust my lip, it keeps splitting open. Tell me what's going on next. What's next? You know? <laughs> what's next? And, um, and so with that being said, when, when a girlfriend of mine said, oh, well, you know, if you ever were thinking of helping anybody, everyone needs elderberry and it's, it's really hard to come by. And lo and behold, it was, I, um, I had to sneak out in the middle of the night. Yeah. I felt very degraded. I needed what I needed. I couldn't find it. It wasn't on the shelf. 
my kid was coughing. I'm like, I don't want to feel fear like this ever again. I want to know that I am empowered in my house. My house is the empowerment house. I don't have fear in my house. This, yeah. is, my, this is my church. So what do I need? And I need, I said, fine, I'll make it myself. And then, yes, I started making it for everybody else. What else do I need? My kids, they cough. They have a this, they have a that. They need, they need a, uh, you know, support for their immune system. Maybe they need support for their, um, their constitution, their, their sense of uh, standing in their truth. Fine. We make sure we yeah. have the oils. And if anybody else needs those, I get those too. And so God provided all these little steps for me. And therein lies all of those miracles. You know, there it is. Therein lies the miracle. And yes, I still do homeschool them. My kiddos are like the, they're like my Noah's Ark, I feel like. I feel like my house is like the Noah's Ark. <laughs> and <laughs> we yeah. all just sort of cling on to each other and float and float and float through the waves. <laughs> That's a good way to look at it. Because many times <laughs> I've felt like I'm just floating and paddling. Yep. And, but right. I mean, you also garden and y'all do soccer practice and I'm sure you do church and everything. Okay. So it's just, it's amazing. And chickens. I mean, and a puppy. You still got the puppy? Yeah. I forgot about oh, her. Oh, yeah. That's a seventh <laughs> child. And you know what? No doubt. Yeah. I do remember when that garden was being laid, it was a gift my mother had given me that she said, how about I we get out and lay the soil? And I said, Mom, I can't move. She knew that. I was a sitting mom. I was a sitting mother. You know how sometimes there's a grandma that's the sitting grandma? And sometimes there's the grandma that like takes you to the children's museum or so, you know what I'm saying? Or there's yeah. motorcycle grandmas. Okay. So I, I feel that way about moms too. Like I was in a season, like a sitting mom. And so if the children yeah. wanted me, they'd come find me. I remember coming up with recipes where I would spend 10 minutes in the kitchen at 10 o'clock in the morning. And I made lunch and dinner at the same time. And then and like, it would be soup at 11. We'd eat at 11. And then by four 30, when it was time for dinner, it had been in the crock pot and it was turned into a dip and we eat it with chips. I had to find ways to do wow. literally nothing. Yeah, I had to find ways to do literally nothing to make my life go. And my mom said, well, I'm going to give this to you as a gift. I'm going to make this soil for you. And then one day after three months, um, I was of just intense therapies and things that I needed. I came out and I sat with her and she started to cry. And she was like, you came out of the house. I was like, yeah, but I'm tired now. She goes, you should sit down. That's okay. And I sat for a minute, and then, like, maybe three months after that, I got out, and I, I pulled a weed with her, you know? And that, so little by little, wow. little by little, I was able to – but, you know, it was overwhelming to even imagine that I'd be the sort of person that would go out into the yard. And so for that, I guess, if I could impart anything to anybody listening to this podcast, I would say, it's okay. how about this? If you don't mind me just throwing this out there into the ether, anything that you that your heart desires or anything that's further down along the path, just allow yourself to relish it in it no matter what, because it really does just take one step at a time, one step at a time, doesn't it? I mean, you know, the days yes. are long, but the years are short, isn't that how it goes? It really doesn't, it really doesn't take more than just a little persistence um, and gentleness. And now, yeah, yeah, and, and yeah, now I just go and do it myself, and I grew, I don't know, 50 pumpkins. That's amazing. Yeah, but that, like that people really need to hear that. Oh. Yeah, my wife loves pumpkins. I'm gonna have pumpkins everywhere for this party. I'm be pumpkined out, but uh, I can't. I can't complain about them. No, no. And they make the Cinderella ones. They're so cute. You know the Cinderella pumpkins. Yeah, the ones they do. Like yeah. Pretty. Uh huh. So pretty. 
so yeah, I mean, and then once that happens, how about it? Then, you know, then you're happy. Your heart, your heart's happy because you had some expression. And so you try something else and you do it again and you do it again and you do it again. And, um, yeah, so probably the bottom line, if I had it, you didn't ask for a bottom line, Tommy, but if I, I'm thinking to myself what a bottom line might be for me, looking back and looking forward, to be honest, because I have a lot of work left to do. I'm a work in progress. Knowing that I can live in a world or a lifetime where I, no matter what, I am a tree planted by the water and God will, will water me. It doesn't matter if there is, wow. it doesn't matter if there is, what am I trying to say? Desolation. It doesn't matter if there's fasting that's required. Mm-hmm. I can live unafraid. I can, I fasted for 44 days one time, like uh, dry fasting. I dry fasted for 44 days on and off. Sometimes I drank water, but I, I, I tried everything to make my body eat the lime. Does that make sense? Like I wanted, yeah. I wanted, I don't, I'm not officially recommending anybody do that without like physician's assistance. I'm just saying I understand what it feels like to do something fearlessly and go into a season of, um, of desolation or a season of dryness or a season that feels uncertain or to just be sick and not know what's going to happen. No matter what, I, can, I understand now that the hinge pin can be of uh, the perspective that I am still uh, a tree planted by the water. And so I can go through all of the seasons. I can go through everything and always know that for my good, just keep going bravely one day at a time. That'll be okay. So anyway, I hope that makes sense. Um, it makes perfect sense. And that will help <laughs> a lot of people. It helps me. Yeah. So that I know that there are a lot of people though, that know someone dealing with Lyme or, it, it's becoming more and more, you know, clear. But everybody needs to hear that, even if they're just struggling to lose, yeah. you know, twenty, thirty pounds, five yeah. pounds. But we can apply that, and that translates into life in so many ways. But it seems like when we see people that go through something way harder than we're going through, it makes ours more. Uh, it makes it feel more attainable, and it makes it feel, you know, doable because of the the intensity of the sickness was way more than what I'm dealing with. And you may, someone with Lyme may find this and they may say, she's a mother of six. She fought from 18 a long time and she beat it and she never gave up and she never quit. And she did whatever it took to do that while raising a family. She still lived her life because that's, that is the most critical thing. You lived your life. That's right. I still had, I still had to wake up and say, I have something to give even if I felt it at our yeah, yeah. And I, I will say this too, an example of what I mean when I say I'm, I'm a tree planted by the water is that um, the last six years I have, I have experienced, I've lived in abundance, an abundance of solitude because my husband traveled quite a bit. He's gone yeah. most of the year. And when I say most mm-hmm. of the year, like the entire year. I, I see him maybe twice, maybe twice, two weeks a year. Why do I bring that up? I bring that up because there is still a huge amount of um, there's still there's still a, a harvest that can be that can be gleaned. There's still a harvest that can come from this. There's still an abundance that can come from this. I can still live in a state of abundance. I can still be a tree planted by the water. I don't have to be a tree that is always just saying, well, if my husband are around, well, things would be different and I'd be better and I'd have what I need. Nope, nope. I have what I need. Keep doing. Keep doing. 
And then when he comes home, I will do then two because that comes with its own issue. I mean, you know, that's just it. We, we change the dynamic. Um, yeah. And, and it, you're right. It is nice to hear, oh, okay, well, she was, she had chronic illness. She was sick for a long time. Um, it got into her, her brain. Things started to shut down. I mean, like my body started to like, um, started to go numb and like went paralyzed on one side. And my doctor was like, I don't know how you drove yourself here. <laughs> yeah. With one hand on the wheel. I don't know. And so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the numb hand was off. I guess. But you know what? The reason the reason I say that it is kind of helpful to hear such a such a almost absurdly extreme situation is because how many beautiful families are under extreme circumstances right now? Circumstances that they didn't believe they would be in right now. It does it does bear it does bear necessity to say, folks, you're still planted by the water as well. You didn't think that you'd be keeping yeah. your kids from school. You thought maybe you wouldn't be working from home. You didn't think your hours would be different. You didn't think, you know, you'd be switching this around and switching that around. And, you know, maybe your plans got canceled. Very tragic thing. Yeah. To be sure, I, I cannot, I cannot uh, discredit any of those pains except for to say that um, it is all all right. And it, and it can be for our good. It really can. It can be part of the, the it can be part of the love story. It can be part of the love story. Yeah, no yeah. problem. You're right. Well, I really appreciate this, and that that I love how that just just opens up and flows in a way, and you know, you you make room for God in that situation, and you let Him, you know, speak to people through you, and you're a great vessel, and uh, I love to see whenever you, you you we start. I ask you a couple of questions, and then it just you, you know you and God kind of take over, and that that was always amazing with coaching you because it's a very spiritual experience so yeah that uh a lot of people need that they need to hear that and feel that because they're they're too conditioned by the world to not be able to rely on the spiritual love and nourishment from god and from our you know spiritual interaction between each other spouses and things of that nature Ooh, oh i see a little angel back there yeah she's got she's here they found they found something a little light that they feel would be beneficial for me on this. You're taking care of me, guys. I really appreciate it. You know what? And I have to say, Tommy, because you because you held space. Thank you. Okay, because you held space for the spiritual uh, experience during our coaching. I I wanted to I wanted to stick with it. I wanted to stick with it. Yeah, you yeah. Set a place at the table. You set a place at the table and said, "Let's just see what God, you know." is going to say at this, at this dinner table today, let's see how it goes. And, and, um, I can, I can get on board with that because that's like, it's, anyways. So I'm very grateful that you even, um, had me on. I really appreciate chit chatting with you. And I hope that if anything ever does crop up little nuggets of, and caveats of things in the future that affect family wellness, you know, I'll chat with you anytime about those things, new things. That's great. I would love to do that. And we can, get into deeper topics in certain ways i would love to have you back on and we can dig in and dive into some things that are more specific but i had to share your story and your accomplishments and your example because it's a a great beautiful story that everybody needs to hear and like you said especially right now because there are people dying from covid and they're dying from you know other like depression and yes you know suicide and i hate that but 
Yeah. You, like you said, we don't talk about mental health enough, and this is part of it because I really believe that, you know, we need to make it, you know, we need to get it out of our head, and we need to speak it out and work it out and write it out and, you know, be able to be responsible and respectful in a way that, you know, we can talk and share with people so that they will talk to somebody, maybe not on a video live so the world can see, but maybe sure. they'll go to their friend or their pastor or their neighbor or their brother or sister or whoever and just share what's going on and that that may be received well because that i believe can heal the world and you know yes. we're in a severe mental crisis and I, I believe we should share it and we need to see it from somebody that we can relate to because in a way i can relate to you a little bit on the sickness and the way the feelings and you know if i was somebody that had never been sick and never had a great healthy life the whole time I don't think we would have clicked I don't think we would have worked out I don't think we'd even done coaching or anything because sure. you know we would have been on opposite ends of the spectrum and we couldn't find any common ground and we couldn't relate and I can't talk to you from experience so since I can and you know I see that you you know it's hard in the beginning like you said to see it all but I mean now if you're looking back it, it really wasn't that long so no. No, no, miracles happen in, in, in such a short period of time. And, and Tommy, you, you speak truth because the, the future of the entire world, of mankind itself, is in the hands of the four walls of the home. That's it. It, does, it doesn't get more complicated than that like, or simple. It doesn't get more complicated or simpler than that. Um, what we do in, in, our, in our home is, is, uh, is mapping yeah. out the world as we know it. And uh, yeah. I think we want to make it more complicated than that, but it is that important. It is that essential. It's that important. It's that relevant. And so, uh, you, you know, I can't, I can't speak highly enough about this podcast, given that you're, um, you're, you're touching on the wellness of the family, which, which you've mentioned before is, is really a, a, sometimes people don't, they don't want to touch that or they want to touch that subject with kid gloves. So. Yeah, they do. Yeah, and I want to touch on it, and I want to get into the dirty parts of parenting, and I, not the bad parts of parenting, but the dirty parts. And did I lose you? Please tell me I didn't lose you. Well, okay. Well, I want to say I'm glad that you came on, and I really appreciate it. Um, I got you back. So I had to see you froze on me, but. I mean, I want to get into some parenting six kids at some point in the future, and I want to listen to that. And because because nobody wants to talk about parenting, and I mean, you touched on it some, and people are gonna in their mind that listen to this or question it, like, have I you know listened to my child? Have I just you know threw something at them and roll? Like, there's a lot of questions that are gonna pop up in this, and in the future, I'd like to get you back on to talk about parenting six kids exactly sure. because. <laughs> A lot of the kids' health is emotion, you know? It, it, their emotions, my belly hurts, and then they act out. But that's another podcast, a whole other hour. We'll wait on that one, but um, I, we can talk forever, I know. But uh, I thank you for coming on. Yeah. My pleasure. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thank, thank you. I'll talk, talk to you soon. Yeah. You too. Bye.